0: chapter 1, and we're going to continue our series about the purpose of Christmas today. And just to remind you, next Sunday morning, we will have a Christmas Eve service at 10 o'clock. Everybody go be there, right? And we're going to celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus, so next Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, Christmas Eve, and then we'll also have a New Year's Eve service because they fall on Sundays. And we still got to have church. What else you got to do on New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve? Be with your church family. Uh, So uh, we're going to continue about the purpose of Christmas today. In Matthew uh, 1, and we're going to start in verse 18. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man, did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. In verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her that is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. In verse 22, and all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Verse 23, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. So today, if you're taking notes, uh, the title of my message today is God with us. God with us. Everybody say God God with us. God with us. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to kind of continue uh, what we've been talking about the past several weeks. And last week we talked about why did Jesus come to earth? Why did he come to earth? And we gave you some reasons. He came to reveal the heart of God. He came to save us. He came to not just take us to heaven one day in the sweet by and by, but to put heaven on the inside of us. And so we're going to kind of continue that same theme and and give you some reasons of why Jesus came. But explain to you today, why is God with us? And what does that mean for us today? So God with us. Now, uh, we've been studying about the, the life of Jesus and the birth of Jesus and why did he come. But I want to focus on this scripture in Matthew 1 and verse 22. Let's start there. It says, and all of this occurred. To fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And verse 23, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Now, uh, there's a reason I'm reading that is because in the Bible, if you read it, there is hundreds and hundreds of prophecies Over 300 prophecies spoken about Jesus when he would come, how he would come, uh, in the manner he would come. And Jesus fulfilled every one of those prophecies exactly the way it was spoken. And we see in the book of Isaiah, this is where that passage comes from. And he's quoting it in Matthew, but actually Isaiah wrote it 700 years before it happened. You know, it's one thing to prophesy a couple years ahead of time or maybe 10 to 20 years ahead of time. But 700 years ahead of time, Isaiah, the prophet, is who's in your Old Testament, he prophesied about Jesus coming in the future. And notice what he says. And this is what Matthew records because it's happening. In verse 23, it says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So Isaiah the prophet prophesied this 700 years before it actually happened. But that's only one prophecy. There's over 300 different prophecies in the Bible that Jesus fulfilled absolutely the way that it was spoken. Now, I'm going to preach today. I don't know if you're ready for it. I'm just just testing the waters a little bit to see where you're at this morning. But everything that God does, He speaks before it happens. He prophesies before it happens. In the beginning, in Genesis, when He wanted to create the world, what did He do? He spoke. He spoke things into existence and He had to say it before He saw it. He had to speak it before he ever saw it with his natural eyes. And that's the way that God works. He has to say it before he sees it. He has to speak those things into existence before they actually happen. And that's what he does with everything Not just creation and the beginning of the world, but everything he does, he has to speak it before he sees it. And that's why we have to speak before we see something because we are created in the image and likeness of God and that's why we have power and authority in our words. Death and life are in the power of our tongue and that's why we have to speak it before we see it. But God, pertaining to his own son, had to speak it into existence, had to speak it before it happened, had to prophesy three, over 300 different prophecies about his son before they came to pass. And they all came to pass the exact way that was spoken. Something interesting, he had to use a man to speak it. Are you here this morning? He spoke it, but he used a man to speak it because men have power and authority in their words. And they are in authority in this earth. God gave us that authority. And so he had to find prophets all throughout the Old Testament. You read about them to speak about the coming of the Son of God. He had different men from different backgrounds speak into existence the coming of Jesus. And Isaiah speaks and says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is something interesting for you mathematicians here. Um, for one prophecy to come to pass is is a big deal. But for over 300 is impossible. Uh, for the probability of that happening is absolutely impossible. But... Whoever figures these things out, I don't know, but it's true. Um, (laughs) They just took eight prophecies, eight prophecies that were in the Old Testament, and they figured out how could the probability be that one person could fulfill all those hundreds of years after that happened exactly the way it would happen. Just for eight prophecies. Now, Now, he did over 300 prophecies perfectly, Jesus did. Just for eight prophecies, now this is the number. I don't even know, there is not a name for this number. It is one with 28 zeros behind it is the probability of just eight prophecies being perfectly fulfilled. One and one with 28 zeros after it is the probability of just eight prophecies being fulfilled. And Jesus fulfilled over 300. Every word that was spoken in the Old Testament, every word that was spoken by a prophet came to pass exactly the way that God said it would. Now now say, there is a God. Come on now, somebody. You know that. They don't even have a name for that number. It's so big. And so... We see that every word spoken about Jesus in the Old Testament was completely fulfilled when he came to earth. But he had to have prophets to speak it into existence. So, in Isaiah, he, he, he worded this 700 years before it actually happened. And he said this about Jesus. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. That's Mary. And she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Now, there's something about names in the Bible. Names and numbers are significant. Names and numbers are significant in the Bible. And we see that uh, people, when they were in the Bible times, they named their kids Uh, Because of the purpose that they were called to fulfill. They were very intentional about naming their kids. And they, they listened to hear from God on how they should name their kids. And we know that when Jesus came to earth, his name means God saves. Or God is salvation. So in his name is what he's called to do. In his name is who he is. In his name reveals his identity and what he is on the earth for. And Jesus means God saves and God is salvation. And how many know that's the reason that Jesus came is to save and to bring salvation? That's what he was born to do. And that's why God told Mary and Joseph, You are to name him Jesus. Not just any name, you are to name him Jesus because names are significant. And there's so many names in the Bible given to God, but Jesus is the name that means God saves. But notice he gives another name, Emmanuel. That's what we want to talk about today because they said they are to call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. The name Emmanuel reveals what Jesus came to do, what Jesus came to be. He came to be God with us, God with us. Come on, is that some good news today? Come on, it's not fake news, it's good news today. God is with us. That should encourage all of us that the God of the universe cares enough about us to come and be with us. He didn't have to, he chose to be with us because he loves us. And God is with us. We mentioned this last week that the Son of God would become the Son of Man and humble himself to that level and and to to go down that low and that poor compared to the richness of heaven because that reveals the heart of God towards us that he loves us and he's for us and he wants to be with us. He's not satisfied having a long-distance relationship. He's not satisfied having a relationship, and he's off in heaven, but all of his creation is on the earth, and we're just uh, uh, communicating long distance. No, God came to be with us. And Emmanuel means God is with us. God is with us. So I want to talk about three things today, why God is with us and what that means for us today. Because God is with us, The first thing I want to talk about, because God is with us, we are never alone. Because God is with us, we are never alone. Now, I know the holiday season is a sad time for a lot of people because they think about all the people that aren't here anymore. They think about all the friends that they used to have or the family members they lost or uh, the different people that they're missing in their life. And that's normal. I'm not making fun of that. That's normal. We all miss people. I miss Mimi, my grandma. We all miss people that aren't here anymore. But you know what? The good news is this. One day, we're not just going to spend a holiday season with people that we are missing from earth right now. We're going to spend eternity with them. But the good news between now and then is we're never alone here on this earth. And we can lose friends, and we could lose family members, and we can lose relationships, and we can lose jobs, and we can lose lose our health sometimes, and we can lose other things. But you know what? You are never alone because God is with us. And Jesus came to be Emmanuel, which is God is with us. And if he's with us, we are never alone. You know, when you say you're lonely, and if you're saved, you're not telling the truth. I know what you mean by that because you're looking for other human beings and fellowship and community and friendship in that way. And you need that. Trust me, you need that too. God said you need that. But in reality, if you are by yourself in a mountain somewhere, you're not alone. God is with you. If you are on a desert island all by yourself, God is with you. Because God is omnipresent. He's everywhere present. God is everywhere at the same time present. How can he do that? He's God. We're not. We can't figure that out in our finite brains. But God is with us. So we are now never alone. Can I encourage you, church family, get the vocabulary out of your talk that says, I'm lonely. I'm alone. I'm by myself. No, you're not. If you got Jesus living on the inside of you, if he's with you, you are never alone. He is a friend that sticks closer to a brother. He is the best family member you ever have. He said he will never leave you, never forsake you, never desert you. He won't leave you when friends and family leave you. He will stay there with you because he is God with us. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding today. And so the number one thing I see from this is Emmanuel, God with us. What does that mean for us? We are never alone. Never alone. I love it in uh, the book of Psalms. David said this. He said, if I go to heaven, you are with me. If I go down to hell, you are with me. If I'm in the palace, you are with me. If I'm in the pit, you are with me. Come on now, somebody. God is with us wherever you go because he's not going to leave us. And the psalmist David, even under the Old Testament, knew that, that God desires to be with us. And you know what? When you make a mistake, he's with you. When your church attendance is perfect, he's with you. When you cuss somebody out, he's with you. I mean, he's holding his ears, but he's still with you. When you prayed and read your Bible all week, he's with you. He's with us. I love it. He says, whether I'm in heaven or whether I made my bed in hell, he's with me. If I make a mistake or if I'm being perfect this week, he's with me. Because we serve a God who's with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And because he's with us, we are never alone. I'm believing that's going to encourage some of you this week. This week to know that you're never alone. You might feel lonely, but the truth is you're never alone. Because, you know, feelings aren't always the facts. And what you feel is not always true. Because God's word says God is with us. And if he's with us, that means we're never alone. Never alone. There is someone who will never leave, never forsake you, never Desert you. And that's God, God with us. Jesus came, he's Emmanuel, God with us. We are never alone. And can we read a verse? Uh, I'm excited about this verse, Hebrews 13 and verse five and six. And we're going to read it in the amplified. So you just need to listen to this. Okay. Uh, we're going to go down to, well, we'll start at the beginning. Uh, Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed by financially uh, ethical. So being content with what you have, for he has said. Now this is the good part. You ready for this? Now this is God speaking to you. He says, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless. Now, that's God speaking to us. Why? Because he's Emmanuel, God with us. Nor will I, I, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we can take comfort and are encouraged and confidently say, the Lord is my helper in time of need. I will not be afraid what man will do to me. Now, let's get the first part of that verse back up again. I want to read this again. Listen to what, now this is God with us speaking, Emmanuel. God with us, he says, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless. Now he's talking to all of us here today. Nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. And that is God speaking to us today. That's what Jesus came to do so he could say this. If God didn't come, he couldn't say this. But God came and he is Emmanuel, God with us. So we are never alone. And he says, and these are not just words, these are covenant words. He says, I will never leave or forsake you. I will never leave you under any circumstance. I will not leave you helpless because I am God with you. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. So that means we are never alone. Second thing I want to talk about today is because God is with us, we are never afraid. Because God is with us now, we are never afraid. And let's read in Psalm 23, verse 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Let's look at verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, verse 4, this is what we want to emphasize. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So because Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, we never have to be afraid. We never have to be afraid because God is with us. And if he's with us, we don't have to be afraid of anything that could come into our life because he's with us. And it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You're with me. I will fear no evil for you're with me. But notice it says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I would say this. You could take it to mean when you go through a bad time in your life, the valley of the shadow of death. But in reality, this life on the earth is the valley of the shadow of death because that's not in heaven. The valley of the shadow of death is not in heaven. We are walking this earth in one sense, in the valley of the shadow of death, knowing one day we're all going to die. We're all going to go to the other side. We're all going to pass on and go to heaven. So this life we live on the earth is the valley of the shadow of death. And it says that we don't have to be afraid because he's with us. And when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he's with me. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And you guys know this just as much as I know this, that who you're with matters, whether you're afraid or not. It's amazing when you go through a rough part of town and you start feeling a little uneasy and you see a police officer You feel so much better. You start walking and driving with so much more confidence. Why? Because you know they're with you. And so even though you're going through an uncomfortable situation and there's things that might make you fearful, who's with you matters and gives you confidence and gives you boldness. And the fear leaves because of who's with you. How much more God The God of the universe, the God that created everything, the God who is bigger and stronger and greater than anything on this earth and anything in this universe, he is with us. So that's why we can walk through this earth and have no fear. Is it possible? Yes. Do many people do it? No. We can walk through this earth in the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil and not be afraid because he's with us everywhere we go, everywhere we walk, everywhere we drive, everywhere we fly, when we go to work, when we go to school, when we go to the gym, when we go to the grocery store, he is with us. And because he's with us, we don't ever have to be afraid. We mentioned this last week in the book of Hebrews. It says that Jesus came, To deliver us and to set us free from the fear of dying. He wants to get all fear out of our life. And he said, I came to deliver you from the fear of dying. But we also said, not only do we not have to be afraid of dying, because we have no fear, we can truly live. Come on, are you here today? We can truly live because we have no fear. And God is with us so we never have to be afraid. We never have to be afraid. So we walk through this earth and we can fear no evil because he's with us. He's with us. Does anybody believe that today? He's with us. And we fear no evil because he's with us. Never afraid. You know, We've been teaching Natalie about fear recently. I mentioned that to you. Everywhere in the house that is dark, daddy has to go with her or she's not going. I'm saying, you're five years old. Go to the room and just flip on the light. But you know how it is as a kid. I was the same way. Don't tell any stories about me. (laughs) There was many a nights that I ran and slept on the floor in my parents' room. Because it was dark. Thought I heard a noise. So, I reap what I sow. (laughs) And then Natalie comes along and acts the same way. But she realizes if daddy's with her, well, yeah, she doesn't need to be afraid of whatever she thinks is in her room. If dad is with me, I'm going to be okay. If dad is with me, the stuffed animals aren't going to beat me up. I don't know what she's thinking. All she has is princesses and stuffed animals. What is there to be afraid of? But the point is, if dad is with me, I'm not afraid anymore. Because I realize whatever I come up against, my dad is bigger and stronger than anything I will face. It's the same way with God. We have a different level of confidence and a different level of boldness when we know he's with us, and he is at all times. You can walk into a doctor's appointment and get a bad report and still walk out confidently. Why? Because you know God is with me. And even though I'm walking through the valley right now, I'm not going to fear any evil because he's with me. And even though I just got laid off from my job, I can walk out confidently and boldly because he's with me. I'm not going to fear about this. Why? Because the God of the universe is with me. And if he is with me, I'm going to be okay. I don't have anything to be afraid of if he's with me. And so we see this, children even know this. They realize, I need to get somebody who's bigger and stronger than I am to beat up whoever they think is in the dark room. You guys probably did that when you were growing up. Maybe it was a parent or a big brother or a big sister, but you had so much more confidence when they were with you because of their strength and their power. And you know, hey, if they're with me, I'm going to make it. Some of you guys know this. You guys were made fun of at school, and you knew, I can't beat these people up, but my big brother, oh yeah. And the one day you actually got your big brother to come to school, you were talking all sorts of trash to people. The rest of the week, you're hiding from all the bullies, but you talk different, why? Because of who's with you. You act different because of who's with you. You're not afraid anymore of the bullies because of who's with you because why your big brother's there. And so we don't have to fear because not just a big brother or a parent or somebody you know who's strong but the God of the universe, Emmanuel, God with us, he's with us. And because he's with us, we never have to be afraid. When you get afraid, It's because you have lost sight of the fact that God is with you in that moment. Isn't that true? As soon as you think that thought that God is with me right now, the fear leaves. But why do we get afraid? We think we're alone. We think we're by ourselves. We think it's up to us. We think we have to do everything, not realizing the whole time that, first of all, I'm never alone because God is with me. But I should never be afraid because God is with me. And whatever I'm facing in this moment, I will fear no evil, for He is with me. Never afraid, because He's with me. So we change the way we act, the way we speak, based on who's with us. If we have somebody who we feel like is stronger and more powerful and, and better than we are, we change in how much more God, who is the strongest, and the most mighty and the greatest in all the universe. He is with us wherever we go. So, so we should not be afraid. So we see that because God is with us, we're never afraid. We, um, speaking about Natalie, she's working through this. Our favorite scripture right now is, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Because if that feeling of fear is on you, it's not from God. God did not send that fear. He came to erase fear, eliminate fear. Like it says in Hebrews, set us free from the slavery of fear. And that's God's heart. Not to give us a spirit of fear, but to erase fear because we know he's with us. And to give us power and love and a sound mind. So, once again, like I said, Nally gets confidence and boldness when I'm with her that she can go into the room that's dark with stuffed animals and nothing will get her that she can go grab her toothbrush in the bathroom that's dark and it will be okay because I'm with her she can go get a snack in the kitchen does any parents relate right now a little bit maybe your kids are more well trained than mine are but uh we can go get a snack in the kitchen, and I don't have to be there. But she's got confidence because I'm with her, because I'm her dad. I, I did say this the other day, and this is just for fun here, uh, because she is in school uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I, I told her because, you know, she, she trusts in dad, that dad's big and strong and can handle things. And I said, Natalie, because there's boys starting already at five years old. And I said, okay, your dad, the only reason your dad goes to the gym, don't act shocked that I just said that. The only reason your dad goes to the gym is purely for the fact to beat any young man who touches you ever. (laughs) There is no other reason. I left the, the mentality of trying to go to the gym for good looks. I've forgotten that at the age of 30. I don't care at this point. I'm purely going to the gym to crush preschooler boys' faces in. That's all that I'm going for at this point. That's all. Well, hey, you touch Natalie, then you're going to get rough stuff. That's that's what happens. So, now this is shocking because I'm not a gun person. Now, I'm not against guns, but I'm not a gun person. Having Natalie has made me get close to the idea of having a gun one day. I don't. I'm not against guns, so don't send me letters. I'm not against them. I'm just not a gun person. Um, but, I mean, that's how serious it is with me. But she knows since I, Dad's with her, it's got to be okay. I know we came a long way around to get back to that point, but I just wanted to share that for fun. These are the conversations that happened on the way to school in the morning. <laughs> okay so because god is with us we are never alone because god is with us we are never afraid now that doesn't mean you won't feel afraid sometimes but you don't have to be afraid because god is with us trust me next time you feel that feeling remind yourself i don't need to be afraid god's with me he's for me God is here, so whatever is coming my way or whatever is happening, God is greater than this. He's stronger than this. He's better than this. He can get me to the other side of this. And I don't have to be alone, but I don't have to be afraid. So Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Last but not least, because God is with us, we are never defeated. Come on, I need a little bit better Pentecostal amen on that. I got a Baptist nod and a Presbyterian cough, but I didn't get a Pentecostal amen. I said, because God is with us, we are never defeated. Because God is with us, we are never alone, we are never afraid, and we are never defeated. Because he's with us. So, let's look at Romans 8. In verse 31, Romans 8 and 31 in the New Living, it says this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Come on now, where are you at? What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, then who could ever be against us? Verse 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and is Sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Now, it's going to keep getting better. Stay with me. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Doesn't mean he can no longer love us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scripture says, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37. No. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. In verse 38, for I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, aren't those some good verses? So we see that because God is with us, we are never alone and we're never afraid. But last but not least, we are never defeated. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are never defeated. We are never defeated. And that's why it says in Romans 8, we just read it, it says, through all these things we have overwhelming victory because Christ Jesus. In everything we face, and notice it says through through sickness, through persecution, through poverty, through everything you could imagine, everything you could list, through all these things it says that we have overwhelming victory because of Jesus and what he's done for us. Because he's with us, we are never defeated. Let's look at the first part of that verse again, Romans eight thirty one. I love this part. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? The life of a believer is a life that we don't ever have to be defeated ever again. Why? Because if God is for us, now he's for us because he's with us. And if God is for us, who, he's kind of taunting, who could be against us? Who's going to come up against God and win? Nobody. Who's going to overtake us and overcome us against God? Nobody. And he says, if God is for us, then who could be against us? What could overcome us? What could overtake us? What could beat us? What could defeat us? Nothing at all because God is in us giving us overwhelming victory because of Jesus. Because of Emmanuel, God with us. So Jesus came. So we would never be alone. We would never be afraid, but we would never be defeated. We can have victory on the earth right now, even before we get to heaven. I know that's shocking for some religious people to understand. No, the earth doesn't have to be hell on earth till we get to heaven. Jesus paid so we could have victory now. And victory in the future. So we could overcome now, but we could overcome for all of eternity. And so Jesus came that we would never be defeated. That nothing in our life, trouble, trial, sickness, disease, poverty, relationship issues, nothing could defeat us. Why? Because Emmanuel, God with us. Because he's with us and he's for us. Who? Can be against us. Are you getting something this morning? Yeah. Who could be against us? The, the answer to the question is nobody. Nobody. Because He's with us and He's for us. And I mentioned this last week, but I want to mention it again. We need to think in light of eternity and we need to think about death like this. For the life of a believer, death has already been defeated. So, when we pass on to the other side, we're not going from death to death. We're going to life and more life. Because Emmanuel, God with us, has already defeated death for us that have received him. We don't ever die. So we win here on earth, or we're winning for eternity. Either way, we still win. Think about this. Now we need to get our thinking straight. I believe 100% that we can have victory in the here and now. He said we could. He said through all these things, he listed all those things, we could have overwhelming victory and we would never be defeated. I believe that we can have victory now. I believe that we should be the top and not the bottom. I believe that we should be the head and not the tail. I believe that God says that we can prosper and we could live in health and we could live in peace and we could live in joy. I believe that 100%. Now, every believer doesn't live that way, but it's still true. Now, I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. I believe that. But you and I know that there's been times, even in a church like this that believe God, that something's happened. Maybe somebody who believed in prosperity, something happened and financially they weren't okay. Or sickness and disease took somebody out earlier than they needed to be taken out. Or they had other defeats in their life. I believe with all my heart that not only can they get victory in the future, but I believe even those who went on before us And passed away early. They didn't lose. They won. Because for the life of a believer, it's not from losing to losing. It's from winning to winning. It's from victory to victory. Because of him, we are never defeated. The apostle Paul said that. You know, Apostle Paul was martyred for his faith. I think he believed. The Apostle Paul was martyred for his faith, killed. And he said, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And he said, even if you kill me early, I'll be okay. I still win. We need to think like that as believers. We're never defeated. Never defeated on earth. Never defeated in the future in eternity in heaven. For the life of a believer, we are never defeated because God is with us. Emmanuel. We need to think in light of eternity and realize that even those who went before us earlier, maybe everything didn't work out perfectly. No, they didn't lose. They won. They might have went a little early, but they still won. And they wouldn't come back now if they could. Just like the Apostle Paul said, To to live as Christ, but to die as gain. So, because Emmanuel, God with us, we are never alone and we never have to be afraid. And for the life of a believer, we're never defeated. In death, in life, never defeated. Through trials and tribulations, never defeated. Through sickness and health, never defeated. Through poverty, prosperity, never defeated. Because Emmanuel, God with us. And he says we can have overwhelming victory because of him. Did you guys get something today? Thank you, Father. Could we just pray for a moment? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you for today. We just thank you for your presence in this place. Father, we ask you right now that you would uh, just to continue to remind us during this holiday season of the purpose of Christmas and why you came. Father, we thank you today for your goodness towards us, your mercy. Jesus, we honor you today. We thank you that you came as God with us. And you never left. You're still with us and living in us and through us by the power of your spirit. We are never alone because of you. And Father, I pray for people today, like we said today, that have struggled with fear, that we bind that spirit of fear, that we don't have to be afraid. We thank you, Father God, that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And Father, because you're with us, we never have to be afraid of what we face. And lastly, we're never defeated. I pray, Father, that you, you would stir up that spirit of victory on the inside of us. That overcoming spirit that is within us because of jesus living on the inside of us and realize that we have victory because not only are you with us but you're for us and father your word says if you're for us then who can be against us father i believe that we would see in this church supernatural victories start taking place like never before knowing that we can't be defeated because god is with us i pray father god for testimonies in the future of financial situations turning around, relationship issues turning around. Father, I pray for testimonies of healings and miracles happening in this church like never before because we are a people that are with you and Father God, since you're with us and we are with you, we can have victory and we thank you for it today Father. We thank you that we won't be defeated because we have the spirit of victory living on the inside of us. We have an overcoming spirit we have a conquering spirit we have the spirit of God who lives on the inside of us Father we thank you for it today we love you could we stand up for a moment Father we love you we thank you for your spirit in this place we thank you Father God for what you're doing in us and amongst us and through us come on can we lift up our hands for a moment Father we thank you for uh, sending your son Jesus being God with us helping us healing us changing us We thank you, Father God, for it. Thank you, Jesus. We love you today. We thank you today. Let me ask this. Every head bowed, every eye closed real quick. Uh, If you need to receive salvation today, maybe you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, could you just raise your hand? Nobody looking around. Uh, We won't embarrass anybody today. Just between you and God right now, we're going to say a prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's just say this together as a church. Father. I thank you for sending Jesus and dying for me. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Make me a new person. Come into my life and forgive my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.